This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking to all things Ipswich Town. I am your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the magnificent Harry from Bath. Harry, how are you doing? Very well, thanks, Richard. Great to be back on. Interesting week, plenty to digest and reflect <laughs> on after an exciting Saturday afternoon last week at Portman Road. What will we talk about? There is literally, I can't <laughs> think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been a, a strange one, isn't it? And we. Yeah. I'm trying. To, I think a few people after the Sunday, the flagship show, were sort of saying, "I actually enjoyed that show, even though it was really depressing." And <laughs> I think some of us were saying, "Oh, well, Harry and Rich, they were mm. kind of bigging us up for Hull, and they were bigging us up for Bolton. Maybe mm. they'll make us feel better about Birmingham on the weekend." <laughs> I'm not so sure that we can make that promise, but we'll do our best. Yeah, I, I, it's no exclusive to every, everybody watching and listening that before we came on, Rich and I were having a, a little pre, a preamble about it. We were just we were we were looking for angles. We were looking fervently for angles, and we didn't necessarily come up with a huge number. But we've got some things to think about, which might work. You never know. We'll see if we can <laughs> find some things for Mr. Mm, Hurst to mm, consider for yeah, Saturday. Mm, Let's yeah. rewind well, a little bit, shall we, for Bolton? Well, there is. Before we oh, do that, there, yeah, is, yeah. there is one. There is one great thing that we can talk up, and one thing that we can all, um, one thing to really look forward to later this season, which is on the twenty fourth of November. Oh, of course, you will. Yeah, you will be there. I will not be, sadly, um, uh, which I'm gutted about. But maybe I'll find a way to dial in remotely from the mm. um, very nice holiday that I shall be on. But I think, yeah, twenty fourth. Um, tickets are via the Eventbrite site on, and you can find that on the Twitter um, and the Facebook pages um, a cornucopia of Blue Monday alumni including your good self Harry and Indeed. can you give us an exclusive of what you'll be uh, what you'll be contributing on the day well I thought what we might do because we'll have all just watched the great performance against West Brom so often what you come away from the game and thinking well because as you know it's all very much based on what the opposition fans are saying so you kind of find yourself thinking well what did they get right and, often, and you know you can spot things that did work, and then there were the things that they, they that we didn't expect to see. So there'll be a little bit of a compare and contrast um, post match, but then also we'll then look forward to. I think we've got Bristol City on a midweek game later yeah, um, during Wednesday, the weekend. Yeah. To be to be fair, I've got Bristol City. You know, I have a little bookshop in Bath, and we have Bristol City people coming in regularly. So I've got a fairly good handle even now on what's going on there. But again, we'll piece together just for anybody going to the game. We can say, okay, here's a few here's a few things to look out for. Yeah, I mean, I'm as I say, I'm I'm really gutted to miss it. Actually, it sounds like it's going to be a really good fun night. It's going to be good um, fun. A few good beers fun. and and a, a sort of mm. a bit of hopefully a, a result as well to to 
toast. Yeah. If not, then we'll yeah. certainly have fun trying to uh, pick mm. the bones out of it afterwards <laughs> and try and find positives for Bristol City. So yeah, oh. um, have a look on the uh, on the Twitter page on the Facebook. Um, tickets available via Brent, uh, Eventbrite, um, mm. and yeah, all the big names minus me mm. and Mikey, unfortunately, for the Blue Monday. Yeah. Even uh, Stuart Watson and Andy Warren, I think, from EADT might be making cameos yes, as well. So I've, it sounds I've like it'd be great. So hopefully, we can see yeah. a lot of you there, or Harry can see a lot of you there. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, hopefully good. It should be a really good evening. Really looking forward to it. Proper, Fingers crossed. Proper, proper Ipswich Town footy chat. You can't beat it. Absolutely you right. And I, mm-hmm. I've, I've always thought the idea of doing a live podcast is quite. Good. I like the kind of the idea of the hubbub of the bar and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it'll be like yeah. Steve Wright or no? What was the 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 old um, Radio One quiz? David Lee Travis, I think, had that darts based game show where everyone cheered in the background. That's what I want. <laughs> I want cheers in the background. Um, <laughs> On the twenty fourth oh, of November. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Right. Let's let's <laughs> let's deal with Bolton <laughs> quickly because um, one of the things that immediately um, I felt quite smug um, or informed about mentioning to everyone who was around me on uh, Portman Road on Saturday was that Bolton rotated their two centre backs, and yeah. I guess I, th- I think we expected um, Wheater and Beavers. Is it? Um, That's right. And, yeah. But you had identified that maybe they would struggle against Caden Jackson's pace. And so yeah. I think those changes were to try and combat that. Would, do you agree with that? Totally agree. Um, though um, the, the problem Bolton had, if memory serves me right, was that the um, the the plan B that they did, that they, they brought in, they brought Jack Hobbs in, which was fine. But um, the, 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 the um, in, on reflection, the Mark Wilson was... Um, they said about him that although he was technically more comfortable on the ball than Wheater and Beavers, he wasn't necessarily quicker. Mm. And QED. Wow. Yes. And um, mm. and I was hoping, I think a lot of town fans were hoping that that would be the turning point in the match because up to that point, there hadn't been a huge amount in it, actually. Um, yeah. Two um, teams looking very much destined for relegation dogfights as opposed to playoff aspirations or even mid-table um, yeah. sending off everyone was hoping that that would be a lift we got the free kick just outside the area and that was you know deflected wide and that was pretty much it and to say that it was disappointing on Saturday is an understatement because at home you know Bolton aren't a fantastic side they've had a great start down to 10 men um, yeah. probably the team we would hope to see albeit I'm not happy about Dynastian dropping out again and um, yeah. we'll talk about Walters in a second and what happened to him but it yeah. was just a a real missed opportunity there was a, yeah. a, certainly the second half and I think Joe mentioned this on, on the flagship show that no one was kind of taking the game by the scruff of their neck there was no one pushing the team up the pitch it was just very pedestrian sideways passing at the back punting it long or punting it down the side and the ball would just come back it was yeah frustrating Harry and um yeah. I don't know where we go, kind of but, go from there. Well, the, the highlights reel, which I did watch, I, was, I wasn't at the game, but the, the, the lack of... So, so when You can often tell from the highlights from you know what they're having to include. And it was one of that sets, those sets of highlights where there were kind of hopeful long-range shots going wide and mm-hmm. winning corners and things. And you thought, well, is that, all, you know, is that all they had? It is a concern. Was it, so it wasn't so much a lack of urgency or lack of urgency and a lack of quality? Yes. Certainly for me. Both. I, Both, right. I think Joe said this, yeah. and I, I remember saying at the game, we were playing like we were 1-0 up and holding on to the 1-0 the, the win or yeah. the three points. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. you know, it was 
you're not going to touch us. You're quite happy to kind of get your point and get out with, you know, with 10 men. That's quite yeah. understandable. Um, there yeah. was nothing. There's no one on the pitch, apart from maybe Scoose, actually. For me, Scoose was mm-hmm. the person who was kind of trying to take the ball forward and get get him yeah. um, in between them. And and he was taken off. Um, yeah. And then, and then mm-hmm. Walters comes on as, and we try to go two up front and disaster strikes. It was kooky-esque yeah. kind of... You know, there's a yeah. lot of excitement. Hey, Walters is back and he pulls up and, you know, again, Joe's making really sensible points about this fitness regime and this men sports science. But I think most people were, were surprised potentially to see Walters on the bench. Um, yeah. And then he's chucked in potentially out of a little bit of desperation, maybe. And then straight away is, is, is done. And we're down to 10 men. And that was pretty much, it wasn't going to be... Um, yeah, it was much much more difficult to to try and find a winner from somewhere. Um, yeah. So I mean, just dwelling on John Walters, I mean, that's really sad because um, he made such a big impact in Norwich and is such a big yeah. talisman for us. But a question here from from James Gulk. Hello, James. Um, which is is the Walters thing a blessing in disguise? Um, any thoughts on that and whether he's he kind of made Hurst compromise or? No. As Alex's friend called into the shop, he's a town supporter and he watched the game on television. He said the sheer quality of Walter's assist for our goal against Norwich, he get that alone defined how good a player he was relative to everybody else. We had that knowledge, that know-how. There is no good side to this in any shape or form. There really isn't. He balanced the attack. He did try and get us 10 yards up the field. He was somebody from whom Jackson and Harrison could learn. And um, particularly Jackson watching him against Brentford in the, you know, throughout the game, he was, you could see there was a Walters-like disposition to the way he was playing. He was banging into the Brentford centre-backs. He was making life awkward for them. And you could see how a conversation might have taken place or he just watching Walters in action. You have a player like that knocking around the training ground, you're going to learn so much from them. Mm. Um, no, there, there, is no, there is no redemption out of that injury whatsoever. There's nothing you can see in terms of the psychology of the team, the and the tactical shape of the team as well you know he was he was you know Walters was he it was such a a boon when he came yeah Yeah. I guess the only I can find one positive which at least we don't have to go through the debacle (laughs) of dropping a lone player every week yeah because we've got six Um, so at least that decision's taken out of his hands quick question on Pennington yes Um, it's the Luke Chambers at right back thing Pennington is a rock solid defender he was great against Brentford he hasn't put a foot wrong but when you move a centre back to right back, and, and Hurst said today that he has the energy, he has the industry. Was he a foil for for the for his winger in the course of the game against Bolton? Because Jonathan Grounds was the a possible weak link, the left back who could be pulled out of position. Were we doubling up on the left back during the game at all? I Depending can't get forward. I think there were yeah. occasions where he got forward, but it, yeah. it did seem particularly unfamiliar for him. So I think that was new yeah. and different. Um, so I don't. I he yeah. definitely had a few moments where he got forward, but I seem to recall him yeah. going along with the ball um, more often yeah. than not. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But it's a new position f- for him. I think. Yeah. I don't think he's played yeah. there too often for anyone else. Yeah. So but, it did. Yeah. It did reek a little bit of centre back at right back type situation. Yeah. Chambers at least had plenty of games there to figure that one out. Yeah, it's a, it's a side point. If anybody has wanted to tweet a response, I'd be interested because I've been scouring all the notes, you know, Twitter, TWTD, looking, you know, for match reports, anything to say, what did he do in an attacking sense? Because 
fullbacks play as a, as a team, one can go and one can sit. And Knudsen tends to be, I know he has been getting up when he's allowed or when he's instructed, but you think, well, if, if Knudsen's going to sit, that would then give, certainly it gives Danassian permission to get forward. But um, a side point, I don't think it would have changed the outcome, but it's just a small, it's just something I'm interested in. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, good, it's a good point because our movement yeah. off the ball is pretty poor, actually. I, I don't recall a huge amount of overlaps when our wingers had the ball. Um, Grant yeah. Ward kind of did his usual thing of, of cutting in and um, yeah. I don't remember seeing a huge amount of Edwards, frankly. Um, yeah. And I don't think there were options there for them. I think we were trying to go through the middle. Um, Scoose yeah. was doing okay at that job. Um, John Nolan, less so, unfortunately. Um, and maybe yeah. we'll come back and talk about him at the end when we talk about what we, how we'll set yeah. him on Saturday. Um, <laughs> but it did seem kind of fairly meaningless and, and um, balls through the middle and trying to, yeah, just, yeah, frustrating, as I say, because I, I think the ingredients were there for a victory if someone in the team was willing to kind of drive us yeah. forward but it it did feel very yeah, very safe mm-hmm. and very um uninspiring yeah question um the mood in the ground did you i was you look at the arc of a game but you can also look at the arc of the mood with, 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 with you know within the crowd the crowd was it buoyant at the beginning how did, how did it feel right the way through the game because again i had a couple of messages on twitter from fr- people saying that you know they, they they people who would normally stop and applaud at the end and they just kind of shrugged their shoulders and left i was just again trying not to try not to make it all too downbeat but <laughs> just cu- just curious to know was the where you know cause certainly brentford they, they got behind them particularly in the second half they went off and they were warmly applauded just curious to know what how did how, how what was the dynamic like between the fans um, I so I I was the op- I was um, in the Sir Ralph Ramsey stand so opposite the North Stand yeah. and the acoustics are pretty lousy in the stadium so I wasn't aware of a huge amount of noise I think there mm. was, there was some but it certainly yeah. wasn't a buoyant atmosphere and I think right. as soon as we kind of got to half an hour I'd realised that half an hour had passed and there was really very little to show for the game yeah. um, I think it stayed pretty flat and then yeah. at full time there was certainly quite a lot of booze. Um, that was yeah. definitely audible, um, and I was one of those people that um, stayed for the whistle, but immediately yeah. left. Um, I didn't see any reason to applaud what I'd just seen, but I wasn't going to boo. Yeah. Um, that's just yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty flat, to be honest, Harry. Um, yeah. Which is sad, um, and maybe again a, a, a sign of the frustration that w- we're seeing with with what's going on the pitch and yeah. Um, and these the I think the other problem we've got is this month was looked at apart from Brentford as a month with winnable fixtures in that start to run out after Saturday, yeah. don't they? And then suddenly yeah. you're getting to the international break and thinking, man, we might have a win on the board yet. Yeah. And then other questions start to happen. I don't think we, we've agreed that we're not going to kind of go down the kind of gossip route and talk about Paul Hurst. Yeah. Um, the rumors around Paul Hurst and futures and all that kind of mm. stuff and behind the scenes stuff. But, it's inevitable, isn't it? That the longer yeah. this goes on, the more those kind of questions are going to be asked. Yeah. In very simple terms, he will, you know, he will stand or fall on his results and anything else that's happening will determine how quickly or how much, how much time he's given mm. to stand or fall by those results. That's how I'd see it anyway. But um, the guy needs to catch a win. I think he really does. It's um, yeah. He has been unlucky, but you can't, you know, over this run of games, it, you can't it can't all be just down to luck but um, yeah. as I say we'll see what happens on Saturday as I say, yeah well let's give mm. that a go let's uh, let's yeah. see if we can find any positives um, based on our opponents though probably um, <laughs> the, the overriding emotion that I had actually on Saturday because the game was so so flat was um, well hopefully 
Leeds will put a few past Birmingham and soften them up for us. And they're no. up, they're two 0 up in the first half, I think, and it's like oh, yep. bad. Um, so and then QPR lost an Origin in the evening as well, I and mean, it was a it was yeah. a double worry that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Birmingham, yeah, I mean, had gone on quite a good uh, run of not losing at least, yeah. but not winning. Um, quite a stable team. Quite, um, I think we'll probably be able to talk with quite um, a lot of assurance about their personnel. Who are likely to start on Saturday when we get into that in a bit. Um, but yeah. 4-4-2 played actually quite well. Probably not got the results that they, their performances have merited. Certainly West Brom. Yeah. Um, I think Ben reported back that he was impressed with them, I think. And yeah. I watched some of that game and thought, yeah, they look pretty tidy. They've got good wingers. Um, they've got, you know, a good manager in Monk as well. So there's enough there of a, a nucleus for, for Birmingham to build on. Um, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> let's see if we could find where we could find the weaknesses. Um, yeah. Should we do our usual kind of start our way from the back and go t- to the front yeah. and do it that little way? Bit of, a bit of background, a bit of background and context, and yep, we'll have a little look at at Gary, at Gary as well. If you're up for that as yeah, well, yeah. just to, it's worth mentioning. We in in the last in the three last three preview shows, we've looked at Hull, Bolton, Birmingham, all teams with money concerns in different shapes and forms. It's, it's worth mentioning with Birmingham because it is it is highly relevant. Um, uh, they were put under an embargo after exceeding losses of £39 million over a three-year period. Um, and this summer, Monk was only allowed to sign five players in the window, either free transfers or loans or loan signings on wages of less than 10000 a week. That does become relevant later when we look at some of the loanies they brought in. Um, however... The, um, the Times, among other newspapers, have claimed that they um, they may now face a 15-point punishment because one of the, the EFL were exceptionally disappointed. They signed Christian Pedersen, a left-back from Union Berlin, for £2 million in June, and that might have been made outside the restrictions. So they have got, they've got this kind of thing hanging over them. For what it's worth, given the way they're playing, I don't know if you agree, Rich, um, I don't think it's going to make any difference. I think they're going to be safe. They're playing too well and they've got enough balance about the team unless they have an injury crisis or they're compelled to sell players in, in January. Yeah. I think they are very stable. However, the problem with financial fair play is that an embargo is effectively a recruitment ban. And anybody who's been in any company where they've had to cut costs and say, right, we're not letting anyone go, but we're not recruiting anyone, it causes imbalances because you lose more people out of one department than another. And before you know where you are, you're having to patch up and say, well, put people in out of their specialisms to try and just help keep the show on the road kind yes. of thing. And it automatically unbalances staff across the piece. At the moment, they're not unbalanced, but they have very little strength in depth. Normally, the previous shows we've done, you're looking at sort of look picking out sort of 19, 20 players who could feature. Here, you know, we could name Rich and I could comfortably name ten of the eleven starting tomorrow or on Saturday. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's that it's that um, it's it's that set in stone. I just um, want to dwell on your um, the FFP point that you made there. Yeah, I remember reading the uh, the disappointed. Um, I mm. think that was the quote. That, I mean, blimey, that's. Uh, I'm. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed, Birmingham. Just disappointed. You know, if I believe a 15-point <laughs> deduction when I see it, frankly. Yeah. yeah um, and yeah. as you say, <laughs> sadly, it might not. It might not be enough for us. I mean, at least it yeah. might keep us off the bottom. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. uh, as I said, I think it's it's a it's uh, we're expecting a 4-4-2. I think on Saturday, aren't yeah. we? That's what we we've are. been going with. Um, Lee Camping goal is it? A loanee, yep. I think. Yep. Um, Camp and uh, yeah, Camp and goal. Um, he was he he played. He had a I've written down here a Bart esque 
save late on at Leeds to keep the keep the lead the lead at two one, um, and he started. He was poor in the early games. He's, I mean, he's 34. He played. He was in, played for Rotherham. He had a good run in Rotherham, um, and he also Forest, I think, is the other team. He came from. He's come from Cardiff, but he, he actually didn't play. He was. He was kind of like a backup keeper there. But he's been growing into the team as a as the, you know. It's whereas we're still a team struggling to find our identity. Birmingham have got an identity. It's functional. It's rudimentary. It's effective. It's a, it's solid, um, and uh, they've. And camp fit as as when you're in a settled team like that, it's easy to it's easy to find your feet. Mm. Um, um, in the early games, one of them described him a bit like a bomb scare, but he's um, he was flapping across as and limp wristed, but he started to put decent performances together. His kicking is very good. They like that's that's one of his his strengths. Basically, if he was if he was coming to Portman Road, I wouldn't say to the North Stand get on him because I'm not sure you get that much out of him. He is a he's a very wide, yes he is exactly yeah. I think he was in golf yeah. uh, when we won at Sunderland which is I think the yeah. last time I've seen Ipswich win blimey yeah. February um, he was in golf for them I think he made his debut I think yeah online. he was yes yeah that's right um, yeah so um, the back four is absolutely rock solid they competed well against I mean look at some of the teams Birmingham they've only lost two games they're finding it hard to win because we'll come on to the, the, the what's happening in the final third but they're they're incredibly hard to they're, they are a tough nut to crack and really tough they've competed well against Leeds Sheffield United Swansea West Brom they've one of the fans said Leeds actually had very few threatening shots on target during the game they were able to hold them out we'll talk about the central midfield because the back four is very well protected by particularly the two midfielders um, Keaton Bell and Gardner um, but they but broadly speaking it's it's you know, trying to get trying to get something out of the get change out of this back four won't be easy. I think their goals record is, which says it all, in the game so far they've scored seven and conceded eight. Mm, there you go. All, in, in all, in, in what is it, nine league games? So that's that's what you're dealing with. So if you, you know, if it's some teams, you say, well, a goal against them isn't worth a lot because you know, but it's because you 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 gonna get more. But a goal against Birmingham is worth a hell of a lot because the chances are you may not get many of. Yeah. Them. So, so first yeah. goal might be uh, crucial. Yeah. I mean, that back, that centre back yeah. pairing of uh, Dean and Morrison, you'll yeah. struggle to find a better one in the Championship. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Very well balanced. Um, Mar- Mar- Morrison, um, what was the phrase they said? Absolutely heroic at Elland Road. He's not as classy as Dean, but he's a proper warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that says it all. You know, he's, he's, he's very solid defensively. He's more old school. Dean, and I always remember Brentford saying this because in the Warburton model when he was at Brentford, the, as I say, the Brentford influence is there. They have a few players, there's a few XBs that um, Harry Redknapp brought in. Um, uh, calm, collected and good on the ball. Dean, he, he had a trademark thing where Every so often during the game, he would go on a Richard Kyo like um, kamikaze run out of defence <laughs> with the ball, and that that was you know it's a little motif he would do. But he he does drive forward from the back and he tries to build attacking moves. But the other two things which he brings are energy and organisation. And whereas twelve months ago, I remember Morrison was very much seen as a as the leader. I think Dean has actually evolved into that role now. He's quite vocal and he seems to be the, you know, he seems to be the kind of controlling mind within within the defensive framework. So it is rock solid. Backups they have um, there's a there's one plan B who hasn't played much. Wes Harding um, is a youth product who's come through and he can inject pace into a game. He's not the finished product, but he has been used as a substitute on a few ta- few occasions. And we always have a where are they now kind of slot. And he was a substitute last week, but he hasn't featured at all. It was Mark Roberts, the ex-Barnsley player. With a C. And, and, yeah, Mark yes, Mark C, yeah. with a C. Yeah. 
or as Barnsley fans, descri- oh no, I think it was Birmingham fans described him last year, Mark Danger UXB Roberts. Um, <laughs> he's um, he hasn't. I, there were so, there weren't many comments about him on the forums, but what there were, you know, they're not pining for him, put it that way. So, um, but he's he's, but it, it's it's going it's going to be Morrison and it's going to be Dean in the you know the centre backs, no question. But the camp behind them, it it works. Why would you change it? Yeah. So what's yeah. the thoughts on their two million pound fullback? Um, who's caused all of this financial concern. Uh, well, I know I know Ben's thoughts. Ben was chatting about it. We had to chat on the phone during the week and um, Matt Phillips did him mm. in the West Brom game. He really did. It was, But I think that's not... Don't expect any more of that. They feel it's the classic thing of somebody coming in from abroad. We've talked about... We've, we've had players last week as well. Um, the the right-back for Bolton in, the, in, the sim, in a similar vein. Um, getting used to the tempo of the championship. And uh, Christian Pedersen, he's a Danish left back, incidentally. Funny of that. Um, they do. There's, there's more than one in the league. Um, he made that terrible error because he should have just cleared the ball. He should have got got rid. Um, and he does make mistakes. He tries to nick the ball when he should actually just. They, they think he's a very good tackler, but he tries to sometimes be a bit too clever, and he can get end up his his attacker can end up getting goal side of him. So possibly Edwards could. You know, there is some a chink of light there. He's quite good going forward. He is naive and makes basic errors, but he's dynamic and they feel that you know again you always look at fullbacks as a partnership even though they're on opposite sides of the field and him and Colin Maxime Colin on the right, at right back they are both very good they, they, they both are quite dynamic and you could see one going and one sitting and vice versa so they can actually vary the threat because the big truth with Birmingham is that they are more threatening out wide than they are through the centre yeah I remember that last season yeah. in the away game yeah um, yeah, yeah. Mick blocked up the middle of the field to stop them playing and they ran in around the back gate. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It was a penalty, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, McGoyne yeah. had a lot of joy, yeah. I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we'll come on to him. But Pedersen, as I say, he had that awful rick against West Brom, but I think that I, I, he's not... We've had worse, less... We've had more well, more, more promising left-backs in terms of getting something out of them. I think he's kind of finding his feet now in the game so in, 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 in England. So, um, But um, he's probably still not as solid as Maxime Collin on the right. Um, and Colin, you know, anybody who's come out of Birmingham, a fullback, or, or out of Brentford, I mean, any fullback who's come out of the Brentford kind of school of football, if you can call it that, is, um, you know, they're, they're going to have a fairly forward-looking dimension to their game. Yeah. Um, the only thing, there are a few comparisons with Dennis Irwin, actually, which I thought was quite nice. Um, yeah, he can, but, can he take a set piece then? That was all I, I remember Irwin yeah. being able to do. Yeah, he can. No, he it said. I think it's more just it's more to do with the general play. He can take set pieces, but that's I don't think that's his. Um, I don't think that's his, his speciality. He's more the, the, the this, He's a very good, more than competent championship level right back he can get up he works well with Hotta who with whom of course he played is the right back for Birmingham yeah. with whom he played for Brentford um he doesn't stop running he doesn't put a foot wrong does his defensive work well he's very balanced he can you can often he's one of those players you can read how well the team are doing by what he's up to if he's sitting back you know they're under pressure if he's if he's getting up and down the field and he's up by the corner flag, you know that they're you know that they're very much on the on, on the offensive. Um, the only reason he's not in the Premier League, they said, is just he lacks pace. That's the only reason that he hasn't gone up a level. He has everything else, and you know he just lacks the pure blistering pace to be able to to step up a level. But he's he's very you know more than competent at Championship level. As I say, it's a rock solid. It's a very well balanced back four. You've got two centre backs who work together. Excuse me, and two fullbacks who work together. Yep. Yeah. Should we move? Um, should we deal with the wide players then? Because we, we've mentioned um, both of them 
yeah, but, yeah, but it, it it leads on nicely actually. They have a couple of backups as well, but we'll do the two main the two main characters. Um, Jack Maghoma on the left. Um, go yeah, go on. I was going to say, did he die last season? You were there, weren't you? I think we were both there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a really soft pen, but I guess we gave the referee um, a decision to make, didn't we? But I thought it was really soft. But he was actually really good in that game, wasn't he? He was. I think he scored a pretty decent goal against us in a previous game as well. Maybe I'm making that one up. But yeah, definitely fast, pacey, direct mm. running. Um, and Yotta's of a similar vein on the other side as well. He is indeed, yeah. They... Ben picked up on this actually we were chatting about during the West Brom game again wingers working as a team and they 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 built it wasn't unusual for them to both to cut inside and overload the center of the field yeah. and let the and whereas because the, the two central midfielders who we will come on to tend to sit a little bit more so you would often get Hotter was famously the left-footed right winger who would always always come in from the right and, and and link play and cut in and either get a shot away or play a killer pass through to one of the forwards and my home I think that's you know they do work in tandem very much doing that they've you know they, they they're, they're very much on each other's wavelength now but again when you've got a small team you've only got 12 players playing regularly you know they're going to get to, they, they, you know they'll be they will click it's inevitable that they will the criticism of Macoma he's he played for he's, he's what he's 30 now actually he played for um, Sheffield Wednesday before um, but he's been he's been at Birmingham for a few years now it's the consistency thing um, they still think he's one of their likeliest goal scorers when he's on form he's very dangerous and he does have pace Um but they're often left relying on a moment from him, but he can be ineffective. And this is the big theme that comes out, the inability to score goals. They're often left relying on moments of brilliance rather than, you know, the, the Brentford five-pass interplay. Yeah, which then, the pattern of play or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't happen very much. It's down to individual players um, to come up with something. The Birmingham fans, they, they, this was another theme that they, with the wingers tending to cut in a little bit, they were talking about it came up with both of them that not getting down to the byline was was an issue however with Hotta interestingly they have said that he because he would famously never do that when he was at Brentford he was always on the inside and you know you could the fullback would literally just show him inside and there was a reception committee waiting for him just just stop him don't get you, you didn't you never tackled him but what you did was you shepherded him yeah. closely that was the, that was the way to stop him and uh, because he's so technically good but there was Somebody did say, I like the way he seems to be going outside and not cutting in like he was before. Watch that. He's not, he, it's just a small little side point, but he isn't just, he's not just a one trick pony now. It seems Monk is encouraging him not to be afraid to take it down, whether That's he can do right, anything yeah. with, whether, whether he can, I don't think he has a right foot to put across in. Um, whereas Macoma, as I say, is probably the more industrious and energetic winger. Hotter technically one of the best players we had he's easy on the eye finds space well reads play beautiful beautifully um his crossing isn't is weak um and the question mark again is the poor decisions on the edge of the box so he has all the grace and the you know he can glide into the center with the ball comfortably but two criticisms one he doesn't always spot the killer pass that might be to do with the quality of the strikers but also he has a weak shot on him right and the penalty is the most obvious example of that against West Brom. Oh yes, oh, of course, it was him. Yes, yeah, yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. so that's the that, that you have to say again. Like a lot of Championship players, element parts of them are absolutely brilliant. But the reason he's in the Championship is because he's not. You know, that's what Ben always not, says, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, the there's always, 
there's a flaw somewhere in there, and that's what it is with him. But but graceful, and he is he is one to watch on in the game. You know, you can't you know you keep what's you know he's one of those what's he up to type players, really, isn't he? He's Could lovely. you go as far as calling him hashtag peppery, Harry? No, 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 no. We'll save no, that one. No, no, no. Sorry, no, I've that, gone that. too far. I apologise. No, 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 that, no, it's okay. It's, <laughs> I know we 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 save that for very special people, oh, and he's that 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 that's like that. I couldn't. No, no. Anyway, <laughs> I feel really bad. I feel like I've been. <laughs> no, 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 no. They they, they are out there, but um, I don't, I'm not sure. But even I'm just even here to two... ask the questions. I'm not here to. No, give no, the no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the two backup wingers might have a small a small amount of pepper about them. Actually, um, there's a they're they're very much they're very much bench options um Loney Connor Mahoney and this is what I was saying about the 10,000 a week kind of um the the, the thing with with, with the, the Loney's that they've got in may not be necessarily the highest caliber they're, they're decent for what they are but they're very much works in progress right wing Connor Mahoney uh, Connor Mahoney uh, two-footed dribbling winger with decent delivery these classic bench options he played um he was with Blackburn he played um, he's on loan from Bournemouth um, for the season. Skillful and hardworking, similar to Hotta, playing on the right but cutting in. You're not, he's, he's not much different to Hotta. Maybe a little bit more pace. He is more two-footed, but um, but he's but he's he very, these are very much the the, the 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 understudies. And the other one on the left is Viv Solomon Ottobor. Um, he's t- again terrifies defences. Um, not the finished product at um, at championship level. He was on loan last season at Blackpool, and he played pretty much the whole season for them. So he has a he he has a full he's got season. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so in that sense, he's got games. But um, strong and quick. But he's also erratic defensively. So if he comes on at the left, you've got you know you might want to think, well, can we do something? down that side if he doesn't always get back he switches off they're 21 and 22 years old they very much are you know they're, they're you know they're they're backups. they're um, with their backups yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, as you were saying earlier you know those aren't two names that will be familiar to probably most no. people listening so their, their, their bench isn't terrifying yeah yeah should we um should we deal with the, the central midfield part of the central then? midfield is interesting and um yeah there's um there's um mike Dutch Mike, Mike Keeftonbelt is the out and out holder really. Um there's no way that Mike one of them says there's no way that Michael Keeftonbelt is Dutch. His passing is so woeful he must have been adopted. He's uh, he's the one the one <laughs> Dutch player who cannot you have to love the West Midlands <laughs> critique of their players. It's like I love uh, that. Uh, there's a there's a sort of fatalism kind of which comes comes with this. He's got the tremendous athletic ability to close down opponents. He can be rash. He does dive in, but on the ball he's on the verge of being embarrassing. So he's one of these. He's an out and out tackler. Just yeah. win the ball and just give it to somebody who else who can do something with it. He knows it. what his job I mean, is. Yeah. He knows what his job. But that said, now he'll score a thirty yard. <laughs> yes. Uh, Wonder goal against us on uh, on Saturday. Um, winning the ball and laying it off to somebody more technically gifted. Gifted. Um, so th- so that's Dutch Mike. He's been in and out of the team. He's he's it's, it's, it's he's just been, he's had a knock. I think nothing serious, but but he's been in and out. Is he um, called, are they, are they ref- referred to as Dutch Mike? Dutch Mike. That's him. Uh, Dutch, Dutch Mike. Mike. <laughs> it's too easy for me to drop into this yeah, accent. By the way, uh, one of the things I love about Birmingham, and I've a couple. I met, met a couple of mates suffered a couple of weeks ago and they, I mentioned it because they were from Birmingham was the, the substitutions which you know what the Birmingham who? fans do who? I <laughs> yeah love I love that, that. <laughs> and the way as well that the actual the the the, um, the, the announcer joins in yeah. there was one I think they were playing Bruges and he was kind of deliberately mispronouncing the names and the, you know the, the substitute for Bruges was um, Van Kieftenbeld or something like that and he said but he's going like he'd say it like Van Kieftenbeld <laughs> yeah, that's a bit like a question isn't it 
quite said, I think that's how you say it. And then, of course, the, the fans all just went with it. You know, it's and of course, as away fans, then you start doing it to their to, to their to their players yeah. as well. It's a it bit of a tradition. Enough. I do love that the accent does. That being stereotypical, it, it does lend itself to it. Um, the other two players they've got who will feature, and this is really where there's a, a debate um, in the Birmingham team, it's around which two out of three play. Um, there's a, you won't know the name, a guy called Charlie Lakin. He's 19, a youth product. He started against Leeds and against Sheffield United in their last two games, and they've picked up four points from two difficult away games. Um, he's some kid, and he's the more creative of the three they've got. Um, some of his through balls give us hope that he might be the eventual answer to our prayers for a really creative central midfielder. So they've got this teenage prospect who's really good on the ball and who can possibly unlock defences. Hmm, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes. Is yeah. he uh, is he fully fit or? Uh... He's full, oh, he's fully fit. No, he is indeed. He is fully fit, and he's oh, been wow. playing playing regularly. So he's um he's able to you know there's no issue there. He's he's not been he's not been playing with the under 23s. He's been playing with the full team. Ooh. Um. <laughs> dot dot no, dot. <laughs> no he doesn't comment. have a daddy used to play for someone, did he? No. No 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 no. That's that that's probably that's probably <laughs> why he's yeah he's, he's not in the shadow of anyone. Um. He has the ability to beat a man with the dribble and a bit of skill. He's but he's also he doesn't dive in because he doesn't have the strength. But he's good at standing up opponents and shutting out moves. That's what he's learned as part of his game because he at 19 he obviously hasn't got the physicality. Tied and alert he's good movement and he can read the game and he can pick out runs with a pinpoint pass and he would be if it's him and Keaton Belt or if it's him and Gardner it will be he will be the one who will be more like the, the other the other one will sit and Lakin would be the one who would try and come up and link play with the with the with the with the players for in more advanced he hasn't played very often so you could argue that they have that opponents haven't worked him out yet because that can happen, um, but um, no, but very, very promising, and he's he's been an absolute bonus for them because with such a small squad to have a youth product coming through and fitting in, as I say, to you know, the, the, he he certainly you know to get the results they got in those two games up in Yorkshire, uh, and for him to, to start both games is you know it's high praise. And they're going to need the youth products to mm, come in and help yeah. out, aren't they? Given they will do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great news. Um, one of the other low knees they got in was Gary Gardner, and. Um, there's a without if you forgive the the, the crashing pun of Gardner's question time. Hey. Um, hey, thank you. He's the brother. He's the brother of City midfielder Craig Gardner. And who this has is been yeah. No, I was going to say, oh, yeah. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to uh, tweets repl- uh, at Ipswich whenever you're ready. I think the West Mid the second City derby is a bit fiercer than the East Anglian derby. Um, yeah. So I find it very strange that they have two ex Villa players. Yep. Um, playing for them, particularly in the heart of the team as well. I, I can't imagine ever seeing an Ipswich team with two Norwich players kind of anchoring the midfield, but yeah. it sounds like all has been forgiven with those two, is it? No, no, it is. No, they, and they, they love, they love, particularly given, you know, he's on loan from, he's on loan from Villa. So they, you know, he's, he's in the sense he's, he's rescued a midfield because they were you know they are very thin on numbers i think david davis is out with a long-term injury his brother craig is coming back into the he's team the forward, he's, isn't he's, he? yes uh, yes he is yeah he's he's i think he's more advanced if i'm not mistaken he's um i think he's primarily a central midfielder but he will i think both of them to be fair have have it in them to take play forward but i don't think he's a, i don't think he's a net net striker if i'm not mistaken i think he is a midfielder but um I can double check that. Um, in case I thought I'm he wrong. was at Bolton. And I think Bolton rings a bell for me. But anyway, yeah, we'll keep that one um, for. 
Yeah, so it's uh, sort of sort of Sunderland. My notes have them down as Sunderland and West Brom. Okay. Um, that's but Gary is um because it it was confusing as we're working out which one. Gary's the younger of the two. He's twenty six. Um, and uh, what they like about him and there wasn't he picked up a knock against Leeds, but he will be ready. They he he will start with one of the other two. And my sense would be Lakin because they might want to, they might might want to probe us, but we'll see. Mm. Um. He gives them a solid look. His heading ability is a bonus. He can direct these effectively to teammates. He's combative. He stops them getting steamrollered in midfield. He's a creative passer and moves the ball quickly. So he's not an out-and-out attacking midfielder, but he's a midfielder who can actually get the team up the pitch, if that makes sense. Probably... Yeah, sort of forward-thinking and positive. Primarily, you would say box-to-box, but they've been talking about him being pivotal in the revival, the transition to being a team playing with possession more in the opponent's half is down to him. So even though they haven't actually got the... they haven't got the, the creative patterns working, they have got more of that with Gardner playing. So him and Lakin, you know, could be the more... could give them the the goals for column the 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 boost that it needs because that's clearly their biggest issue so um yeah so but i'd say i'd say lakin and gardner myself but you keep, it could just as easily be keefton belt and gardner with lakin to come on uh, you know at some point in the second half so the goal threat then you alluded to it there um i think we know oh. a little bit about Yukovits and yeah and chay adams um i remember uh, missing an absolute sitter against west brom from very close yep. in but yep. scored twice when last yard. weekend didn't he Yes, he did. One yard out. Um, Adams is interesting. It's it's the kind of big man, little man. One, you know, the, the whole, the you know, the target man or the the focal point, and then somebody running off him. That's that's the model. But the issue is a lack of quality, and the problem with Adams is that I mean they were thrilled that he got the two goals against Leeds, but the phrase was let's hope this is his turning point. Um, he's great at running defenders and down the channels rather than fighting for balls in the air. He gets out muscled. He, they feel he's better off almost dropping back and and coming. You know what a lot of fans would like to see someone like Freddie do you know put him on the edge of the box and have him you know blitzing in or you know past the shoulder you know run, running in behind mm-hmm. you know or, or off the shoulder into into a deep position but not actually just battling because you know because of the stature um but as i say looking good every fifth match is the issue is inconsistent so they having like Magoma. yeah yeah exactly it's the same thing if he clicks um they're you know they'll they'll be thrilled, but they can he click for a group of matches in a row is the is the issue they've got. And whereas with Jutkovic, he does he he in a way he encapsulates the team's problem. He's the focal point in the final third. Their game goes to pieces when he goes off. That's worth knowing. He strikers balance teams, and they need him up the pitch because he's able to bring the play up to him. I was always thinking of Di Natale used to do it for Udinese. You know, you'd have a player like that up the field. Murphy's done it for us, you yeah. know. You know, you know, you just think, right, okay, we can relieve pressure off the defence. Waghorn last year was great at doing it, winning set pieces. You know, just changing the, the shape of the play, just, you know, t- you know, taking the heat off. Um, um, he does make goals. That's the one thing he does. He does assist. He's good at good in the air, holding up the ball. But you know what I'm going to say. Um, I don't see him getting more than six goals a season. That's tip, that's simply the type of striker he is. Um, they say the ball keeps coming back at us when he goes off the pitch, but when it's at his feet in front of goal, he's hopeless. He's so, uh, he's waiting for a, a cross to head in, isn't he? He's, he's good in the yeah, air, isn't he? Exactly, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is, if you've got wingers who are cutting inside, how many crosses are you going to get? That's what the fullbacks then need to. Yeah. You know, so if the wingers cut in, yeah, he's not going to get a huge yeah. amount of service, is he? Exactly that, yeah. Uh, waiting um, in the wings, we've got someone who's linked with us, haven't we? Um, and for f- fans of Blur's Tender, has a great chant. Omar Bogle. Oh, Omar Bogle. Oh, God. Um, 
Yeah, on loan from Cardiff. And this is what I was saying earlier about the weekly budget, the, the 10K weekly budget. There is an issue. Oh, God. Um, they, they, they were pretty unkind. Um, I wouldn't start Bogle. He looks two divisions below this level to me. He's done the sum total of now since coming. He always seems to be 10 yards away from the play. We lose our threat when he comes on. A panic by who can't head a ball. I can't see his main strength. He puts defenders under no pressure. So no, not only... Only can so rigging a dust with that. You know, so you know, lads. If he comes on and it's one all, you know, I, you know, there are, there are, uh, yeah, he'll go and score now in the 87th yeah. minute, which is the, <laughs> he'll, he'll hit a worldy. The, the issue there is that not only you know, he, he does he hide, but also one of the things Birmingham make a big play of is is that they do press. Um, they do not all game, but they will stop. They will try and stop opponents playing. And a striker has to has a. Jutkovic is perfect for this. He really is. You know, he'll run his socks off, and he'll run his heart out. And the, and you've got two industrious midfielders as well. So if you've got Bogle, who's not joining in with that, it will stand out. It will stand out like a it's a stand out a mile. So yeah, there's a so um. So, but but that's really their only switch up option. Just looking at the just looking at through the the the, the other options that they have on the bench. Um. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's not a lot of depth, as I say, but the, the starting eleven is is pretty functional. I was when I was sort of piecing it together. The one of the things that struck me about them was how much there is an echo of Millwall about them, 
And what I mean by that is that they, it's the 442. They're not as physical, but they don't have a lot of strength and depth. Um, and they are very, they've got a simple model of play. Monk has got, the, he's widely admired. I mean, you know, they had Zola, they had Redknapp, and then they had Steve Cotterell. And he's had no room to manoeuvre in the transfer market. And I don't think it's about playing philosophy. He's just found a way of saying, I've got this group of players. It's pragmatic. Let's get them organised in as best a way as I can. And he's got them doing that. They all know their roles. They say this. It's it's a very it's a very functional team. They say they're solid. They're quite decent. They're not pretty. Aggressive, fast-paced football. They will go long and direct. And they talked in the Leeds game about not being afraid to be dogged, niggly and stubborn. So if they do go a goal up, part of the reason they've only conceded as few as they have is because they will, you know, they will disrupt opponents quite comfortably. And that happened to um, us last season there, didn't it? Yeah, it's exactly that. We aren't flashy. That's a great line. That sums mm. up. They generally play well, but then they said until it gets near there at the opposition goal. But right. um, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're that's what we're dealing with. It won't um, be a goal fest, will it? I think. <laughs> no. Tempting so, fate. There you go. Yeah. But what, is um, there any thoughts on Gary Monk there? Because I, I, he's a manager that I quite like, actually. Um, no, they, they rate him. They really do. Given as I say, given the chaos that he's taken on, he's taken the limited squad. It was a lovely. What a difference a good manager makes. You can see we have a plan. This thing that they have got an identity about them, and players know. The roles. Um, I've never seen a more obvious example of players playing for a manager. He certainly has the dressing room on the side. Wow! Because yeah, they've yeah. been through the right. the ringer with managerial appointments before him, didn't they? I mean, my, my old owner owners relegate club theory, you know, and that was they they nearly did. Yeah. 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 Um, I, they have got some thoughts on us, interestingly, okay. actually, and, and there is something where this this is interesting. There's the usual fatalism which you get. I remember watching yeah. years ago. Oh, it's back in the eighties. There was a, a, a biography. There was a documentary about. Uh, Birmingham as a football team and they had a, a taxi driver and he was talking about the fates. I can't do the West Midlands but it was the fates against them. They were playing Shrewsbury in a fourth or third division match and they scored first but they knew the fates were going to come and the Greek gods would look down on them and despise <laughs> them and they, they and lose 4-2 which is what happened but um, they had this fatalism and they say beat Leeds and blow up against Ipswich they said we're due for, we were due a win at Leeds we're also due a rubbish canstering two passes to get the defeat to switch so uh you know we will lose one nil blues on effing toast all over if i can say that you know? <laughs> yeah i mean that sounds familiar i was i was going to ask you because yeah when i speak to um, um city fans that i know um in advance yeah. of the weekend I'd, maybe it's their lack of knowledge about us but it's i i kind of go Oh, oh, you'll beat us, um, probably one yeah. nil, um, and they go, no, no, I can't see that, mate. I'm not. Yeah. You, you obviously don't know us very well. So I think it might be, uh, you know, oh. maybe we'll cancel each other out. It'd be both, you know, a, a really. Hopefully, it'll be a nice four-all draw. But what we talked yeah. about, I don't think it will. But maybe it's two teams that kind of just, yeah, will uh, will cancel each other out. Yeah, the sure. two fan bases that appear to both yeah. have good strong feelings about themselves. <laughs> Oh, we're not selling it really, are we? No. <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything, uh, though. That's the yeah. good thing. Yeah, there is, there is, there, there's actually one really interesting tactical insight because one of the games they did lose recently was against Queens Park Rangers, and if this game turns out to be horrible, it could actually be a good sign. God, <laughs> I can't believe Yay. I'm saying this. Um, he said, and the reason he says is, um, um, when when they're playing better teams they're able to raise their game and they've got more they've got more defending to do it's a more balanced game um 
we the, the the telling phrase in the, the, the when they lost to Queens Park Rangers, we the phrase was we mustn't let Ipswich dictate tactics, fragment the game and bully us like we allowed Queens Park Rangers to do. So they don't have much of a rhythm and a tempo. But if we can, I'm not saying we reduce the game to a kind of a, a grim spectacle. But if we are difficult to play against, it probably might give us a chance to. To, to actually get a foothold in the game when teams come out and play stylishly against them it actually gives them something to work with right. but the problem is you know that, that would have been fine last year if Mick was here I was going to say a... can we get the previous manager online for a week yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly. but uh, you know as I say with, but the fact that uh, you know they said um, Queen's Park Rangers were supremely cynical they found and, they fouled incessantly and wasted time and destroyed the rhythm of the game so he said he's hopeful that Ipswich will not be as cynical and it won't be quite as difficult as Queen's Park Rangers so there is a you know, there is a, there, you know, I'm not sure what you do with that, but there is a, that's that's how teams have stopped there them earlier. There. Yes. Yeah, something there, yeah. Let's yeah. just ruin the game. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, Harry, that's fantastic. As always, Great a test. really, really yeah. thorough piece of work there. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. Um, let's see what we can do to um, <laughs> yeah. to figure out what um, what Ipswich do about all of this. And, and yeah. we'll dip into some of the questions as we go along as well. Um, no, thank you for sending those in. Um Let's let's do some personnel stuff, shall we? Um, yeah. Some questions about um, whether Freddie Sears gets a chance. Um, I'm just I've lost that one now. Um, so from Simon, um, will we see a return for Sears or one of the youngsters called up? Um, we can't just have Jackson and Harrison as the striking options. Any thoughts on that one? Well, we don't know how he's, well, we don't know what's going on in training with him, but there is an argument that if you were to put him in behind. Jackson. I mean, I like Jackson up front, and I think he deserves to cut his teeth and, you know, he's shown enough to to be to be somebody who could evolve into someone who's leading the line, given he's all we've got. But you could put Sears in instead of Nolan. Mm-hmm. Okay. In in behind and as a number ten. Him as a number ten or in off exactly. Just to you know, because Birmingham play four four two. Remember, so you could. We're not. You know, there isn't a necessarily a deep line playmaker that we have to worry about with this you could actually play you could, as i say my thinking would be it's one it's one it's one option that i certainly wouldn't rule out and mm. um, because he's got experience as well he's got some he's got good know-how but as i said we don't know how we don't and you know as, i know he's we always think of him as an off the shoulder he's always best in a two freddie we've always felt that i've always felt he's best centrally but i think you don't necessarily have to be off the shoulder to be able to run in behind it's just that's that's yeah, well, I don't yeah, know what you do. shoot, shoot, shoot me shoot me down Richard. Well, we'll see that's, we'll see. What, what, I, what, I think what he, do you think that's, that's, that's yeah, I wonder idea. whether he prefer Ward in that position, but then who do you play? He seems to quite like Jordan Graham, who came on and um, had one moment on Saturday against Bolton, but he seems to quite like Jordan Graham, so I wouldn't be surprised if Graham gets a nod again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then you yeah, it's whether he drops Nolan, I think that's the bigger question, and I can't. I think he's quite loyal to him and Enciala. Um, so we'll see um our friend mikey um hello mikey smith um um asks um what do we need to do to get the best out of jackson um didn't really have a huge amount to play with um last weekend Mm. um because he's more you would have thought through balls with yeah exactly this it's 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 the same question that we've, we've we've just had in a way um he's He's somebody to me. He there's a touch of roads about him, in that you can to me playing the ball on the deck to him breaking through is is would, would be my way of approaching it with him. So, in which case, then you're looking for the midfield to get further up the field, and you're looking for 
um, you're looking for, and we know this, getting the wide men more involved, more involved in the play. Yeah. Um, for me, for me with Jackson, it's more about the wide men coming in to link, whereas with someone like Harrison, it's more like the wide men using width to 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 come in from out wide. But that's, but as I say, it's, but to me, he he needs he needs more. So when I just I mean I say he mean needs more support. I don't mean that he's isolated. I just feel he needs more angles to work with. I think um, yeah. because that 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 through late ball against Brentford, for example, was fantastic, and they yeah. gave him. You know that's you know that's what he needs. But that's got to come from midfield, and it's got to come from the wide players coming in. And you know in a way a version of what you know if you had Hot or or Maghoma, they would be the kind of players who would link really well with um you know w- 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 with a player like Jackson. You could see. That you know he can make the clever runs for them to be able to use. Yeah, yeah I think Jackson yeah. needs to. Uh, yeah. We were got quite quite a lot, Yeah, go go for it. Yeah. Quite a lot of joy against Brentford, playing yeah. the ball into space for Jackson to run and chase after because he's going to exactly. outpace quite exactly. a few centre backs. But then what he needs to do is figure out how to hold the ball up to wait for the wingers to get up with him because yeah. more often than not they'll they'll be a bit behind him, won't they? A few yards off him. So I think yeah. that's what we need to do. But then you obviously lose the opportunity to break and to to get yeah. into the box. But yeah. We well, that's down to, well, that's down to our wingers to anticipate. Yes. Because often, you know, the first five yards can often be in your head. Mm. You know, so if you can see what he's going to do, you should be you should be making the run almost before the ball is played. Yeah. yeah. And there's the, there's the intent as well. And as I say against Bolton, there just wasn't that. We don't we weren't really penning them in. Yeah. Um, so uh, and there's yeah. an interesting question here from Andy um, Andy Grimes um, mm. about kind of more about the press. Um, which we've not really seen a huge amount despite uh, no, a lot of no. chat. Um, we haven't been able to execute the high press Hurst has spoken about. Is that down to confidence, fitness or formation? The under-23s, um, who had a really good win against Kov um, earlier in the week, seem to be able to do it quite well. Um, mm. What do you think that's about? Is that, yeah? I, th- I wonder if confidence is part of it. Um, one of the things you saw I saw in the first half of Brentford, now I wasn't at Bolton but we seem to be very static and I don't know what it my sense from the reports I've read of Bolton was that that there was that similar um shape to our play that there wasn't there wasn't that there wasn't that urgency there wasn't that sense of being on top of opponents and just trying trying to suffocate them that will come from that will come from confidence without question um I think the shape um that we play with three in the middle and one up front for and four at the back there's there's enough about that for you know you could with particularly if it's four one four one you can you have more than enough to 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 frustrate a team and to be able to turn the ball over in the final third mm. so i don't think it's anything necessarily to do with shape um it must be on the on the on that basis you're looking at confidence and you're also looking at um as i say the the you know what the patterns what are they doing in training to to actually to, to actually ex- ex- execute that effectively the other problem with it is as we were saying with Bogle for for Birmingham if one player isn't doing it the whole thing will fall apart yes yeah, yeah. and that was definitely the case it was definitely um, an inconsistent level of effort or trying yeah. to drive forward on on Saturday um, yeah. that needs to be done as a collective as you say um, yeah I've put um sorry to um our friend at Blue Blood ITFC. I've kind of missed your question, but it does fit in with some of the stuff we've talked about. Um, mm. uh, in the absence of Bishop or Hughes, um, in times like these, our youth system is a great place to look for a diamond to enthuse the fans and ignite 
Um, I'm trying to think. There's, I'm not sure I'm following the question, but there uh, is there a player ready to do this right now? Looking wide in the academy, is it Rowe? I mean, one of them is is on loan in uh, St Johnston, isn't it? Nidem, um yeah, could be a, a really good option there. Uh, Rowe came on against Hull, um, didn't look all that to be honest. But are, are you aware of any um, options there potentially to give us something to smile about? Well, it's um, if if we're talking about that sort of creative, that creative role. I mean, you know, if no and if Nolan isn't doing it, and if Sirius is too mad an option, I mean, well then, yeah, all, all roads point to Andre. Ooh. Oh, we forgot all about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Mm. Um, yeah. It sounded like yeah. he had a good, a good game against Coventry. It sounded yeah. like most people had a good game against Coventry yeah. actually. Um, yeah. And it's just frustrating, I guess, that we're seeing under 18s and the 23s top of their divisions. I think. It's just not following through, so yeah. maybe we'll yeah. see some options there. Mm. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it. They've got it's surely for twenty. Surely, haha. <laughs> reference to the Monday show. Um, surely, um, uh, Andre's worth it. Worth a twenty-minute run out. I would have mm. thought. I'd put it this way. My, my, uh, probably with Dave on this. If if we're looking to try and so, try try and find something to unlock a game with 20 minutes to go, and you have Graham and you have Dazelle on the bench, and it's Graham for a winger or Dazelle for a playmaker, I'd go Dazelle for a playmaker. Yeah. For 20 minutes, it's worth it, particularly with the team again, particularly up against a 4-4-2. I mean, they might have Dutch Mike back there to keep you know to, to Dutch, kind Mike. Of, to, uh, to, Dutch Mike to uh, to uh, to uh, to administer tender mercies, but um, but he's you know the guys you know you've got you unless there are things that we don't know about, but I just feel the, the lack of geometry within our attacking play is is the thing that needs that needs working on. But as I say, but if the team are playing on the front foot, if they're playing with industry, if we're turning the ball over in the opposition half and actually getting into them early yeah. on, which which goes back to the first question you know it could well be that that suddenly that could be the thing that could suddenly set the light bulb off in nolan's head but um we need to see it we yeah need to see it. i i think yeah. i i think he's due a rest um but i don't think that's mm. will do it um yeah uh, we haven't had any questions on this but it's a question from me um what is your center back pairing of choice slash right back oh, selection of choice? I, knew, I knew you were going to ask sorry this. I would, I would put Danassian back in. I don't care. I just think him and Edwards together is just—it's a natural fit. We talk yeah. about four-four-two in terms of partnerships. There are partnerships all over the field, and one of the key ones to me that I felt one of the things that has worked is Danassian. He's an attacking right back, and and therefore, who do you play? You play Chambers because you need his experience. And then I would put in Pennington over in Ciala because yep. I honestly think and Pennington is 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 a step ahead in his development, and I think. That we talked about this last week. That blitz of games that Inciala had, one on top of another, was it was a hell of a baptism of fire. And I think he has a role to play, but I think you would almost say when there's a, a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, you you take out, you, you rotate Chambers' partner if you're if you're going to do anything, or you use Inciala even more sparingly than that because he was he was he was making errors because not because he's not a good centre back, but because he wasn't up to the tempo of the championship, and it was a it was a tidal wave of a tidal wave of difficult games for him to come up against. Um, so I would go to Nassian, 
and then Ch Chambers and Pennington and then Knudsen. That yeah. would to me. It also give, means that you have a Knudsen who can be a sitting left left back, while Danassian can actually get up. And with Mark Home on that side as well, I think you know you could pin. You Knudsen can deal with Hotta. Um, who you put in midfield as a reception committee? Because after I was there is a parallel with Bowen and Hotta <laughs> of a right right oh. winger who likes to cut inside. Jared Chip Bowen. on with your first oh. goal scorer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, Hotter doesn't have the same. He's not a finisher the way Bowen no, is. That's, point, I think yeah. that's that's the difference. But whether you put Downs or Chalaba in alongside Skews, that the you know that's that's a, that's a separate. Or, or do you put Eden in, who can break forward and link? But um, oh mm. yes. But uh, we've gone off the we've gone off the centre off the back line there. For me, Donassian, Chambers, Pennington, Nudson. Yeah, I think NCR was particularly wasteful with the ball when he had it in, on Saturday yeah. as well. So I yeah. I would uh, wholeheartedly endorse that. Um, mm. Let's um, let's conclude with a few questions and your thoughts on how the game is going to go and some predictions. Um, our friend Harry, um, Harry Butcher, um, uses the our favourite phrase six pointer. Is it a six pointer already? Um, how do you feel about Walters? We've we've kind of touched on Walters, I think. Um, I mean, this is um, yeah, this is a six pointer, isn't it? I think this yeah, it, totally. and yeah. and it yeah. kind of links. Um, I'll chip in this question and just supplement it, and we'll, we'll come back to the. Um, how important this game is, but um, Craig, um, Fim75, Hurst has until the international break, doesn't he? Um, it, it feels like it's Birmingham City or it's it's very unlikely against Borough and Swansea, isn't it? I think he may have less time than, than that. I don't know. Um, my, if, it, we, we, it, he, he will stand or fall on his results and if the performances and everything else was in a positive phase, that gives them more time. But if everything else and the disposition of the games, like the first half against Brentford or the way we played out against Bolton, if we were if we were battering teams on unlucky, that would give him more games to find that win. But the fact that there isn't a pattern of that, the fact that you're seeing the team chopped and changed on the field, um, plus whatever else, you, it then narrows the timescale he's got to play with, to my view. And um, I think for Hurst, I'm not sure necessarily for Monk or for Birmingham, but I think for Hurst it is a six-pointer myself. Prediction on the, on the score? 1-0 to Birmingham. 1-0 to Birmingham. I think I would yeah. go with that too, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but fingers crossed that we're wrong. Um, yeah. We'll finish on one more question, um, a little bit lighter. Um, thank you to Tim, um, Tim Bashley. Um, he has um, an irrational and inherent dislike of Birmingham City. I can't imagine why. <laughs> um, we'll we'll maybe prior uh -huh. to that one, we'll have a conversation to him about why you like why you uh, don't like poor old Birmingham. Um, uh. But do you have any um, irrational, yeah. inherent dislike of football clubs, Harry? I remember once going on the... I love Millwall. They're not my team. But I remember going on the Millwall forum and there was a thread, what football teams do you hate? And um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, yes, I'm stereotyping. But there was one guy and he put up, it was Northampton, Exeter and Aldershot. And he wow. had a right proper go at them. It was a full, full on Millwall, you know, nothing, no, none of which could be used in any way at all on this podcast whatsoever <laughs> he just laid it out particularly Northampton I was thinking what have Northampton ever done this? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking there's plenty of other teams you know I, You know, somebody else said Charlton and said nah they're too pathetic to hate you know, a, you know <laughs> I love it I love it I love it when Millwall fans take on that my team um, leaving, leaving the obvious aside I just I, I, I came away from Reading with a warm 
warm glow of satisfaction last year, having seen us beaten in so many ways, narrowly, unfairly, and then heavily when we didn't play well over the years there. It's gone something like eight straight defeats. So the, that late that late 4 nil win we had, I just came out of there purring inside. So that's, for some reason, I don't... I, there, there's nothing wrong... There, perfectly decent fans sponsored by Waitrose everything is uh, you know <laughs> everything's nice and they and the stewards are nice to you I don't sure I'm not a customer I'm a fan I'm a supporter I just don't do that to me that 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 so so it's reading is mine I just it's, it's a bit plastic it's not it, really? it's, it is a bit plastic it's not it's, it's not quite Norwich but it's yeah. um but it's up there so what about you you must have you must you you, you must have one that kind of the one that jumps out because uh, stirs the blood yeah um Oh, the the reason I mention it is because it's particularly irrational and probably very controversial as well. Um, I really don't like Bournemouth. I really don't buy into Bournemouth. Plucky nope. Bournemouth. PLB. PLB. Plucky little Bournemouth. Go on. Eddie Howe as well, I yeah. think, is um, is no. vastly overrated. Um, yeah. So I've, I just dislike all the love and attention that Plucky Bournemouth get. With yeah. a multi-millionaire owner who, oh, and they've fought their way. You know, they've they've had a lot yeah. of money spent. Um, yes, yeah. they play for the, the right way, but I, um, for some reason, I've, got, I've had a few away trips at Bournemouth. Were perfectly fine, but I just there's a an air of I don't know smugness around them that just doesn't appear yeah. to be justified for me. So there you go. There's an irrational um, dislike of a football club. Angel, um, a- angels with dirty faces. Angels with dirty faces. Yes. That's what I don't know how to describe them. They really are. They, the, the the season they went up. I remember they were, you know, and our fans got onto them for it. Um, with the one all draw when Kenwyn Jones, who they were somehow able to find money to sign for, something crazy on, like thirty on, grand a week or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. At the end of the season, I'm glad they could scrape the coffers to get that together. <laughs> they, but they um. There were, there were, yeah, they were being tackled by the clean Dorset air on several occasions. There was a game before us when they played Middlesbrough, and um, as Middlesbrough were right up there with them at the time, and uh, there was a penalty, which, but um, yeah, I remember that one. No, it's a, uh, yeah, no, that, that, I'll give you that. No I question. seem to remember them being pretty, um, yeah, yeah. M- mardy about us finding a way to stop them from winning against them. They did. Like yeah. we should roll over for them and mm. yes, of course yeah. you can beat us three or four now. So there you go. So Bournemouth, thank you for that question, Tim. That was a really good one. Um, Harry, um, do you want to do your um, your plugs and let us know where we can find um, your blogs yeah. and all that? Brilliant. Yes. Um, uh, the preview for Birmingham, the written form with formations and videos of the last three games will be up on TWTD at lunchtime tomorrow. And I'm also in the middle of working on <laughs> Middlesbrough as we speak. That will go up on Sunday evening. Again, Sunday, it'll go up on Monday, Monday lunchtime, I should say. It'll go up Monday lunchtime. And um, that will give everybody um, an insight into what we're up, what's coming down to Portman Road on Tuesday. Another 1-0 um, no defeat. Uh, another 1-0 defeat, quite possible. <laughs> It's, if you thought Birmingham's goal difference was dull, it's nothing on Middlesbrough's actually. It really is. It's grim. It's, it's grim up north. Um, the um, and uh, at Harry from Bath, where I link all the all the all the pieces that I write. You can Fantastic. find anything anything on there. Cool. Yeah. You can find me um, at Ipswich, and you can find uh, the Blue Monday channel at Blue Monday ITFC, where you could also find all the details uh, for our live extravaganza on the 24th of November as well. Um, Harry, once again, thank you for your fantastic work on on taking us through Birmingham. Really enjoyed that. Um, Thanks, Rich. And again, fingers crossed um, that we would not correct an our score prediction. Here, 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 here. Have a great weekend, everyone.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.